0: Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanako Oberhuber. I'm your host. My guest today is Jorge V. Gonzalez. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you.
0: I'm very happy to have you too. So I'd like to begin with a question where you're allowed to speak as long as you like to answer it because it entails your story or whatever you want to share so how did you come to see the world the way you do today
1: well i i've always had like this uh this knowing since i was an early teen that uh i was special and i was meant for something greater than myself and i knew there was a calling on my life since i was like very very young and i i just didn't know what it looked like but i knew that I was special and I felt special. So I look, I see life differently. I looked at it differently. I accepted it differently. But it was always like this knowing that I've had.
2: Wow, that makes us
3: a
0: little curious to go deeper into that subject. So, where did you feel that knowing? Was it a place in your body or was it? A, a sense or a feeling or what was it like and how did you cultivate the connection to that knowing
1: as as i got older i understood it in a way where i believe that certain individuals have the authority and uh, the ability to know certain things, see certain things and understand certain things. So as a very young man, I must have, uh, I must have been given access to that part of knowing certain things. Um, I sometimes I felt like out of place. I felt like I was like the ugly duckling of the family. Uh, I felt like I wasn't the same as everybody else, but I had this knowing that I was someone special and I've always, because it was this this feeling, this overwhelming feeling and it was annoying and I believed it. It's like I had faith in that. I didn't even know what faith was back then at the early stages of my life, because I was very young, but it's just like I, like I knew like everything's gonna be okay. This is who you are. And when the time is right, it would be exposed to that what that really meant at, at at the full level of understanding and i accepted that
2: so are you
0: saying you had you developed patience and trust that when the time was ripe, you would know what to do with that knowing
1: I don't know about patience, because I've always been a very impatient individual. <laughs> uh, I, I've always tried to like rush things. And I think because I did try to rush certain things, uh, things didn't happen as planned, and there was a lot of frustration. It's almost like I got there before I was supposed to, and then I had to wait. And certain things that were supposed to take place and were supposed to be aligned and waiting for me weren't waiting for me yet, because I did it too fast because of my impatience. Um, uh, so, I don't think it was patience, but I believe it was this this knowing that it, it's almost like uh, when somebody tells you, do you have faith or not have faith? You know, faith is not logical. Faith is a feeling. it's a knowing of something. And I've always had that. So I guess my faith was so strong without really un- understanding what that really was until I was older. Uh, it, it's like this the child, the essence of a child you know, that they believe that they can certain things, they believe that they're special, they believe that they're loved, that even though sometimes they're not loved, they believe that they are. I I think it was more of the essence of the child as I think that it was
3: now.
0: So this is a quality that you recognize in children as well. And so, in your life, cultivating that sense that you also recognize in children was really important. So, how long did it take from getting there and then having to wait to be able to actually follow the calling that you were feeling?
1: Well, my my life has definitely been a journey of a lot of things, a lot of obstacles, a lot of struggles, painful events and whatnot, but I I never really thought that I was fulfilling my life's purpose until I wrote my book in 2021. In 2021, during the pandemic, I published my book called Answer the Call, and uh, a couple of weeks after I wrote my published my book, the meaning of Answer the Call came to me and answer the calls about finding your gifts, your talents and pursuing your life's purpose. So now I'm being called to motivate, inspire the next generation and anyone that is uh, in a dark place, looking to reinvent themselves, that are going through struggles and and those kind of painful events in their lives where they feel like they're stuck in a dark place. So now I believe that I am following my calling and my life's purpose at this particular time of my life, but I didn't necessarily feel like I was before I always believed that I was just traveling through my journey and I knew, but I I knew that soon enough, my calling was going to expose itself to me. And I was going to have the authority to know when that time was. But definitely when I wrote the book, that's when I, that actually came out and said, Oh my God, this is what my life purpose is. This is it. So now everything makes sense. And it's almost like I got access to my life going all the way back to my childhood where I was able to connect the dots and say, okay, that makes sense. These particular things happened because they were meant to happen because they're meant to pressure me, mold me, and build me into the man that I am today.
2: So how do you
0: define calling? Because you're saying answering my calling is the name of your book or answering the call so you probably have developed an idea of what you mean by that or what is meant by that
1: so originally when i was about to finalize uh my book uh i actually was going to call my book american inventor because i am also an inventor and uh i was actually on the phone with my publishing company and, uh, my, my book was supposed to be called American Inventor. And right when I was going to finalize that name, I heard this most powerful, sweetest voice. And there's absolutely no mistake of whose voice that was. And this wasn't the first time I've heard that voice. This was the second time I've heard it. And so then I heard that voice again, answer the call. I heard that twice, answer the call. And it grabbed my attention and then I heard it again, answer the call. And then I said it out loud, answer the call. And my publishing company asked me, what is that? That's the name of the book. Where did you get that from? It was just whispered to me. And they're like, okay, we're scrapping American Inventor and we're going with answer the call and answer the call it is. And a couple of weeks after that, the the message of answer the call came to me that answer the call is about finding your gifts, your talents. And pursuing your life's purpose and that we're all being called to answer the calling on our life and it's going to look different for a lot of people you know so for me like i said it's motivating inspiring the next generation through the stories through the journey that i've gone through and not necessarily the the journey that i was able to overcome myself but the 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 journey that i was carried through because i believe that i was carried through along this journey along this process because there's no way that the things that I, that I overcame and I dealt with, there's no way I did that by myself. I never thought that I did that by myself. I always knew that I was protected. I knew that even though it was tough, I knew there was a reason for it. Cause I always believed there's a reason for everything, but it wasn't until I wrote the book that I got access to connect all the pieces together. And then that's really when I made, when I made sense. And I accepted that.
0: So would you like to share some of that journey because you're speaking freely that it was really difficult and hard, but the only thing that kept you going was knowing that you were not alone and you were carried. So maybe you'd like to share a little bit of that experience and how that being carried enabled you to move through it.
1: So as a as an early child, be, before I was born, I almost wasn't born before I was born. Uh, my mom, my dad told me that my mom had a thought. And she made the mistake of saying that out loud. She said that, uh, why was she having a child? But that was a mistake. And my mom never thought of going through that of what she said. But it was a thought and she said it and her biggest mistake was saying it out loud because my dad repeated that and then my father told me as a young adult, but when he said that to me. I realized why I felt that life was so precious because as my mom was pregnant, I believe that when she was pregnant of me, I must have heard that I must have felt that. So it was engraved in my heart and it was engraved in my spirit and my soul that I knew how life was precious. And I knew that living and being able to be alive was a privilege to be alive. It wasn't a right, it was a privilege. And my mom gave me the chance to, to live and to be born. And I also almost was not born because my mom was used to be a field worker and the umbilical cord was wrapped around my my head. That's why my ears are the way they are, and uh, because she worked so far out into her pregnancy, almost when she gave birth. So those two instances, and then I had uh, an accident where where we used to live at when I was younger, and I fell into this uh, this door, a glass door that was on the floor covering a hole, and I fell into that door, and the glass broke, and I cut myself as like, I was like two or three years old and uh, the blood that must've come out of there must've been uh, uh, so, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, there must've been so much blood coming out of it that I, most likely I probably almost bled to death because all that blood that came out. So, and I didn't remember the that trauma part of it, but I do remember going around that door and almost going into the door but I don't remember falling into the door and I don't remember anything out of the door because there must've been a a, such a traumatic event as a small child. And I also believe that God blocked off that traumatizing event. So wouldn't traumatize me. So there's a lot of things that I've experienced in my life where I remember the actual events. And I believe that God prevented me from being traumatized where it wouldn't darken my heart because my heart, because God knew my heart, God knew my pure heart. And even though that I've gone through all these things and later I had uh, two cancer scares, I had an accident, hit on collision. I was unemployed for three years. Uh, had a divorce, uh, I had a divorce. I had a work related accident. I have three herniated disc in my body. I took medication. I was hooked on medication. I became uh, depressed. I had suicidal thoughts. So all these things, but even though all those things that I went through, god didn't allow my heart to get dark he kept my heart pure so when i wrote the book i was given access to all these events and that's when it really i was like wait a minute god has really protected me to such an extent that is not logical for us to comprehend but i know it and i understand it just like i always knew that i was special I always knew that he was taking care of me for protecting me. Now that didn't mean that I wasn't going to go through things. I was going to go through things. I had to, to give me the story and the journey. So when I talk to people they're like, wait a minute, George is not just talking of other people's stories. He's talking because he actually lived it. And if he was actually able to go through all these things and he doesn't have a dark heart and he has a pure heart, that means there's something in the faith. So maybe I should look at this differently now, you know? So, and and the book Answer the Call, it's almost like a certification of everything that I went through because Answer the Call is not my message. Answer the Call is his message, not mine. He gave me that title of my book. He gave me that message and then he gave me the meaning behind that message. I don't claim responsibility for that message. It's not mine, it's his. And he's using me as the vessel to share the stories in my journey and this message to reach the people that we are meant to reach. Because this is what I prayed. I prayed, put me in front of your your children. Who do you want me to reach? Who do you want this message to reach? Who do you want these stories and this journey to reach? You put me in position and I will do what you want me to do. Don't let me say what I want to say. Tell me what to say, put it in my heart and let me share what has to be shared. Let it be about you, not about me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm also interested in your story about having heard the voice a few times. Uh, Has that continued to be part of your journey or what's the meaning of that for you?
1: I believe in my heart and I know this to be my truth, that God reaches us in different ways. He allows us to see visions. He allows us to know things. And if something that he feels he has to get involved quick before certain things happen or certain decisions are made, I do believe he he talks to us now. I've had the privilege to be able to see things he's planted, uh, things in in my mind where I'm able to see, like, I, I was, I saw visions of me being on stage way before I wrote my book. Uh, when I got hurt, no, when I was in a play for three years and I was coaching my daughter's softball team, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I had this image of this machine and I, I woke up and I sketched that machine out. I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and that sketch was right there. And that machine that he gave me was a machine so I could build a prototype for my daughter because my daughter actually changed the design a couple of times. So my daughter at 11 years old, almost 12 years old became a co-inventor of this batting machine that I invented. And uh, that machine allowed my daughter to become a five-time all-star one year rookie of the year and one year MVP. So my daughter also has an amazing story because of that batting machine, that invention that God put here. And I know he gave it to me because that affects the youth that affects the children. This, the way this machine worked for my daughter, it increased her self esteem. It, it, it it made her happy. It, it, It made her a better individual. So I believe that God gave me that so I can put it in the hands of the youth so we can increase their confidence and self-esteem so they can be better members of society. I believe that, I know that, you know? So he put that in my mind. He put this knowing over my heart to know certain things. And then when we were going to, when when I got hurt and I didn't I didn't know what to do, I came out of depression, I came out of suicidal thoughts and he whispered to me the very first time, He said, real estate. And at first I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. I know what I heard. That was a voice and it said real estate. And then he connected that voice to understanding that the foundation that I had, that I was doing kitchen and bathroom models and rehabs with my dad and my uncle at 14. That's the foundation of real estate. And I couldn't go back to my, my previous job in my industry because of my, my disablement. So it only makes sense to bring that experience of of the relatable experience of what I had as a foundation and become a real estate agent. So he told me that whisper real estate was for me to get my real estate license and become a real estate agent. And that's how I was able to, to recuperate my finances, get my own place. And this was able to fund my book. and and also uh, continue going forward on my prototype, on my invention. So he gave me the resources. So that was the first time I heard that voice. So the second time I heard it, there was no mistake whose voice that was because I had already heard it already. And I knew whose voice that belonged to, that was God's voice. So I've had the privilege of hearing his voice. I've had the privilege of seeing things and I've had the privilege of understanding things. And I do believe that, This is how he talks to us. Sometimes he'll put people in front of us that will say a word. I I call them earth angels. I believe that he gives them certain messages for him to speak to certain people when they need it the most. And I've had those encounters also. I've had encounters where people ask me, George, if somebody asks you now why you've gone through so much, what would you say now? And when I heard that, I knew whose question that was, that wasn't his question. That was God's question asking me, if somebody asks you, what are you going to say now? It was my journey that I had to go through. I had to be molded and I had to be forged into becoming the person that I was meant to become for that, for that place that I was supposed to end up at me being a real estate agent, me being an inventor, me being a author, now being a public speaker, had I not gone through that journey, I wouldn't be able to reach these positions and these locations. So now the journey makes sense. It didn't make sense before. It was frustrating, it was painful, it was confusing, but I still had the faith and my faith was so strong that
2: it kept me going yeah and of course in
0: miracles uh it it says the voice for god is is called the holy spirit right so i don't know how you stand with that but anyways the voice for god is the holy spirit so it's, it's very beautiful to be able to hear that voice and I think it's beautiful that you're also mentioning that there's more ways of reaching you or reaching anyone
1: i i think people need to have an understanding that we have different senses we see we hear we feel and why would it be impossible or not possible for god reaches within those senses of seeing, feeling, believing and understanding. It it makes sense. And and even if it didn't make sense logically, it makes sense spiritually because I mean, he he does miracles. We see him all around. I mean, I, I told somebody not long ago that they said that they didn't believe in miracles. Well, I'm a walking miracle. I should be in jail or dead. I'm a walking miracle. Read my book. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to my journey. Listen to my stories. Any one of those could have took me out, but it didn't. Why? First of all, I was being protected. He was not going to allow the enemy to take me out because I knew in my heart and knowing that I had such a huge purpose in calling on my life. And I'm not going to get clocked out until I fully fulfill that. And once you have the understanding, yes, it might be difficult. Yes, you might go through things, but you will not be stopped because God's plan and God's mission will not be stopped. And we should know that from biblical times. We should know that already.
2: Yeah, it's a very powerful thing to say.
0: What I also liked, we, we were saying all are called. And that's something, of course, the miracles also says. Everyone is called, and everyone can choose to hear that call and follow through with it.
1: I really believe and know this in my heart that God couldn't have picked a better person than me for this calling because i've always been this person that shares everything everything i learn, i'm always sharing and and, uh, and i tell people i have a big mouth i can't be silent i have to share things it's in my nature so it only makes sense to give that that purpose and that mission that calling for somebody like me Because I've always believed that I was somebody of that magnitude, that I was going to have something so big, much bigger than me or bigger than my understanding or anyone's understanding around me. I always knew that. So when I got that message, I'm like, okay, this is bigger than I thought, but I accept it. I I, I accept the mission. I accept the calling because I've always believed that. And, and it didn't scare me, it, it 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 humbled me because it's such a, a, a big mission, is, is that mission. Answer the Calling is, is not just any message. Answer the Calling is a huge message. It, it could be overwhelming, but I accept it. I accept it for, to be my calling of my life.
2: Now some people,
0: think they can't answer the call because they're too insignificant. So you knowing that you're significant, it doesn't mean that everyone knows that they're significant, but they are nonetheless. So what would you say to someone who who hasn't recognized that they're significant yet and they get the call? Should, um, because I think it's important to accept the call even when you're not yet there to believe that you're significant because the call will help you to remember that significance.
1: I would tell people that you are special and I know a lot of people that are gonna hear this and listen to this, I want them to understand that, that knowing that you have, that sense that you have, those visions that you have, there's a reason why you have those. And, and that is God's way of telling you and trying to share something with you that your life has much meaning. There's a huge calling in your life. And you might feel that you're not ready for it. And that's okay because i wasn't ready had i given had i been giving this five years ago or ten years ago those those that might have been too big of a of a shoe to to what's the word a uh, too shoot too big of shoes to fill but that's why i had to go through the journey so the journey right now might not make any sense the struggles might not make any sense but i can assure you that when it when the time comes and it's your time to understand and you're privileged enough to to have that calling in front of you you will know that that is your calling because every single one of us has a gift a talent and a life's purpose but god also gave us free will he's not going to force anything on you he gave you free will for a reason but as much as he gave you free will if you don't accept your gifts and you don't accept your talents and you don't accept your life's purpose, he will give that to somebody else that is looking for something bigger than them. Because I've seen that happen. As he gives, us, he will take it. We've, we've heard this before and some of us have seen it. So if we're here, if we're alive and if we, are confused about life that's normal time is right you will know and if you're confused ask him who am i who am i supposed to be what am i here for and i promise you that he will show you what you're good at he will show you what you're passionate about and he will expose your life's purpose when you ask him and the reason I can say this with all confidence, because this has been the story of my life, asking them, praying to Him, what am I here for? Show me, tell me, make me understand the things that I'm meant to understand that I'm supposed to understand. Do not allow anything to impede in that. I know I'm here for a purpose and I will know I'm here for a reason. Show me that, expose that to me. So certain things will start exposing themselves to you. You'll have dreams, you'll have visions, you have knowing, you'll have ideas. But then some of us will discard them as, oh no, that's just, that's crazy. I can't do that. Because what we don't understand is that he chooses unqualified people. But then when he chooses us, He builds us, creates us, he reinvents us, and molds us to us fit that. And I really hope that makes sense.
2: What I do not
0: completely think makes sense is the taking away of the purpose. I don't think that happens. I think the purpose stays, and when you're willing to answer the call, you will be given all the tools not that that everything everything is taken care of it's not like it gets lost i think everyone has those that purpose and that calling and nothing is taken away because you don't accept it you just won't experience the joy and the happiness that you get from following that
1: the reason i i say taken away is because there is has so many people that have lived a content life and they pass away with ideas and things they wanted to do in life things they wanted to pursue in life but they kept them to themselves so i know that my father could have could, could have done a lot of great things in his life but he didn't because he was so consumed with alcoholism the enemy will attack you to prevent you from fulfilling your purpose and i also know that a lot of people on their deathbed have stated that they wish they would have done certain things in their life. Now they, they, they're they gonna die knowing, not realizing or understanding or, or knowing had they done something, had they achieved it. And that's what I mean when I say taken away, where the time runs out, where we no longer have the time to do things that we wanted to do or possibly meant to do, but substance came in, uh, struggles came in, fear came in and things that impeded us you know and a lot of them were you know self-inflicted wounds that were created by default of the enemy you know and when we understand that we have to you know what i can't i got away from the substance abuse and the reason i say that because when i was heavily medicated i was in depression having suicidal thoughts that was not of god the medication is not of god herbs is god the fruits the vegetables the thing that grows in the ground that's god's Anything that's created or redefined or uh, remade, not organically, that's all stuff from the enemy. And I was consuming the medicine of the enemy, not consuming the herbal stuff that God created for us to
3: heal ourselves. And that's what I mean by that.
2: Yeah, well, of course, the,
0: the calling means that you can do something. There's a lot that you can provide. And yes, you were speaking of one of the keys that of Course in Miracles also speaks about is give all to have all. And yes, when you get fearful and scared and so on, you don't, or think that there is not enough for everyone, right? Or you won't have enough ideas. So if you give all your ideas away, you won't have any more to give. These are things we need to overcome because we've been taught of, about scarcity, or told, or we think that we're we're living in scarcity. So if we give it away, we'll have less. But it's, um, of course, the miracle certainly says the opposite. It says, if you want to have all, you need to give all.
3: Th- that that
1: is why. We must give, even if it's difficult that we don't have, because what happens is that when we give and God sees that he will give more because he can trust you with more, and this is why I'm doing speaking events This is why I do podcasts. This is why I give away my book for free. You know, so anyone that is listening, you can, you can download my book for free on Kindle unlimited, because I believe that people are in need of certain things. And I know, I know that even if I give things away, I know God can trust me for more with more because I'm a giver. I give when it's needed and the message of answer the call it's needed, which is why I give away the book for free for people to understand it.
2: And so many many events like
0: podcasting or or speaking engagements probably also are gifts rather than receiving money for it
2: you're 100
1: right i i think more of us should do more of that you know uh anything that we acquire as far as knowledge and wisdom we are not supposed to pass away with that wisdom and that knowledge. We are meant, if they, if it was given to us, if we were given the uh, the honor and the ability and the privilege of of receiving it and being exposed to it, that's because we have to continue sharing it and exposing it to other people so that knowledge and wisdom continues to live on. And that's the legacy of living, uh, of giving away the, the knowledge and the wisdom. If not, it, it gets lost. It's like and it never took place and this is why we should tell the stories especially if we've survived something where it can allow other people to survive the whatever scenario that they're going through because somebody else did it's like they they went through a path untraveled they made it so if they made it that means i can make it too now i just have to figure it out and pick up the pieces and pick up the nuggets and information and this is a not just one individual, but this is a multiple of individuals. This is why we should follow people that are like-minded and that are very well, uh, guided in the right direction.
2: Yeah, it's a very amazing thing to be able to share, right?
0: And this, and that's something that we do not always use, like you were saying, right? So. Not everyone who has the calling to, for instance, provide a podcast and speak with people and share the message does it, right? So I'm one of those people who have chosen to do it and to follow that calling. And I've encountered so many people I would have never got to know because of it. So it's very, very powerful to be able to join and I say it's a journey of walking each other home so that's what we're doing here and I'm so thankful to be able to do that with people like you and many others and what's so remarkable is each of us has a different language in which we word the things but the language of the heart is one language whether we use this type of words or these types of words?
1: I, I think you're, you're 100% right. And uh, more of us should be doing this because the more of us that, like you said, we're taking each other home and uh, it's a privilege to be called on. It's a privilege to be called on a mission and a purpose that uh, if we if we fail this calling on our lives we're not able to reach the individuals that we're meant to reach and i believe that that would be a very heartbreaking thing to god to our creator and that's not something that i'm wanting to do i will not break his heart i will do exactly what he called me to do i'm going to utilize every single gift and time that he gave me because it's a privilege to have these And I don't take them for granted, not one bit.
2: Yeah, that's really,
3: really important to you're muted
2: in case you didn't notice.
1: Yeah, I was I was just going to say that um, I, I'm just humbled and blessed to to have this opportunity to to speak with you and, and your audience. And uh, and I hope what what I was able to share helps them in, in some kind of way to see somebody else's understanding and their experiences. That maybe they would say and ask themselves and go within themselves, because, like you said earlier, uh, the holy spirit is within us and he doesn't have to be outside us when he's in, in us and people understand that differently and we have to ex, uh, accept it and uh accept other people's understanding because when they're ready to understand it the way they, they should or they're meant to they will because we we don't all reach that at the same time sometimes it takes some of us a little bit longer sometimes it takes some of us a little bit less and that's okay but we're all going to make it you know and if our, especially if our hearts are there
3: you know we're all going to make it and it's going to be okay
2: yeah and there's there certainly is a
0: plan for those who have the feeling they haven't made it like you were speaking all these people who were going and knew they were going to die or felt it coming and then speak of the things they would have wanted to do we have that all the time it's not like all these ideas of having regrets and so on the the whole guilt issue is a huge one so the thing is when when you get this call you might feel guilty for not being what you think you're supposed to be for that call you might feel insignificant you might feel incapable of fulfilling what is asked of you and i think it's very important what you were saying about that that you had the experience that once you accepted the call things started to develop and shape in a way that Actually, have got you to the place where you are at now, able to speak about it, able to share it in many different ways that you would have wouldn't have other than in your visions imagined possible. And yet, it still isn't what you thought, what you think you should be, probably, because we always think we have to be something. We often have this feeling we need to be something better than we are. And I remember when I. I had these. This topic came up for me as well. You know, um, well, you're doing the podcast. You're speaking about, of course, the miracles. You're speaking about this and that. You're not any better an expert than anyone else, right? <laughs> and at the beginning, I didn't even know the book yet, so that was even more interesting. But the beautiful message that came through was: come from where you are at now. That's the most powerful place to come from so interestingly enough we do not have to our wholeness has nothing to do with being what we think it means to be whole at least not to god or to the holy spirit and to jesus so it's, uh, being called doesn't mean that you have to already be someone famous or already have achieved this or that everyone is called and everyone is capable of following that calling
2: because of who we are and because of who created us yeah you're
1: you're you're absolutely correct um and like i said i mean i i hope that people listen to this message and uh and really grab onto it and and accept it because it, it, it belongs to them too it, it belongs to all of us so yeah thank you
2: the thing that
0: is interesting in the language of course in miracles it speaks we do each have a special function but we are not special we are equal now i know you were speaking of feeling the sense of being special but I think I recognize something else in it not that you're you're not saying that we're not equal you're saying that you recognize your special function if I if I use the words of A Course in Miracles I at least I think that might be what your meaning is because of the positivity behind it and another word that is a very interesting one is you were speaking about there being an enemy now in a course in miracles it speaks of how this world came about through the thought of separation and forgetting to laugh and not because of some enemy outside there so i don't know what you have to say about that but maybe that's what you, you have another take on it that might be interesting to explore
1: i i think that that conversation would be a long conversation uh and, and it probably should be a a podcast on its own that i can share those type of things uh, because uh the enemy is definitely real and uh earlier i said that i've been given a privilege to see certain things I'm not only talking about the good things in life, I'm also talking about the ugliest parts of life. And seeing the ugly parts of life and seeing the actual enemy of who the enemy is and being in front of me. It made me understand that God was real because I did see the enemy and uh, he tried to claim me on his own. So when I saw the enemy, I don't have to see God to know that he's real. Because for me, up until that point, I knew I was special. I knew I was one of God's special children before that particular event. And it's not because I saw him. It's because I I had this knowing, I had this feeling, I, I had this belief, this faith. So, the enemy is definitely real because I've seen him. and and but, like I said, there there's other things that I was exposed to in this part this this uh, today would be too long to talk about it, but i we, we can definitely talk about this another time, but but he's definitely real.
2: So it's not diminishing
0: the experience of of their uh, enemy or something evil right? Evil, evil comes through those thoughts of separation and so on. So it's getting us to not be kind, to be ugly, to do things that harm ourselves or others, so on and so forth, right? These ideas that we are not, like when you get the call and then you get the message, you're not good enough, you're not this and that, that obviously isn't in alignment with our calling, right? And fulfilling our calling so yeah there's many ways of describing where that comes from and and your encounter certainly must have informed you of a of a way that works for you to walk that path and to choose between these two right to choose the the loving thoughts rather than the ones that were burdening you and were trying to call you into the dark side or the the side that was not helpful to you to anyone and to yourself I
1: I think we should have another podcast that we can call spiritual warfare and we can go into details Uh, I haven't been I haven't been given the opportunity to talk about those things in a podcast but it's pretty lengthy Uh, we definitely need at least 45 minutes to an hour to talk about that but again, I haven't had the opportunity to talk about that on a podcast. Uh, I've been under spiritual, but I will tell you this is that I've been under spiritual warfare my entire life. So now I know exactly what it looks like. and um, and I think people need to understand that uh, it's real. and I need people I need people to understand that they need to protect themselves and be prepared for it protect themselves because probably they're dealing with it and prepare for us because it's coming. If it doesn't, if if you don't understand what spiritual warfare, not, not yourself, but other people, they don't understand what spiritual warfare, it might be staring at them in the face without even knowing about it. And that's the part that people need to understand. We live in a very, very evil environment. And some of us are being pulled into the dark. When we don't belong in the dark, we belong in the light because we are of the light. But again, th- that would be a very long conversation, and I think I don't want to take away from what we're talking about today. And uh, but that's definitely—I would be more than happy to come on another podcast and talk about, you know, spiritual warfare and what I was a what uh, I had to deal with on my journey until being alive today.
2: then let's continue in the direction we were going
0: the one of how we can follow our calling and choose to do so and therefore get the support that there is for that so when did that time come in your life where you um, were you always saying yes i'm going to follow the calling or was it a a, a, was there an experience that Gave you the feeling, that's when I decided to say, yes, I'm going to follow that calling.
1: Well, like I said, I mean, it goes back into being young and having this knowing that I've always believed that I was destined for something great. And I knew it was an an expose itself, you know, when I needed to, when I've earned it, when I've become the person that I was meant to become for it. And I've always known that uh it's not a logical knowing it's a faith knowing feeling and uh, for people it's going to be different but we what we need to understand is that every single one of us does have a, a gift a talent and a nice purpose and uh if somebody believes that they don't then, you know they're going to live their life not accepting it but those people that ac- accept that to be their truth and have faith in that it will expose them, it's, it expose itself to them. And they would have they will have earned that privilege. So don't discard it. We're all special. We all have a gift. We all have a talent and we all have a life's purpose. But because of the free will, you know, you have the authority to either accept it and receive it or discard it. Because that is that is the will. You have free will. And that's really all there is to it. I mean, it it shouldn't be complex. It's, it's not logical. It's faith and believing. If you believe you don't, then you're going to live your life. It's a no. But if you believe, knowing, and have faith that you do, guess what? You will fulfill it. Because that is your faith in
2: fulfilling it. So there's a lot of people who say, if you believe
0: you can, you can. Now, how does that factor into what you're sharing about faith? Because there's, there's a, because you could see that also as faith to say, I can rather than I can't.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it it doesn't, like I said, it it doesn't have to be complex. You either have faith or you don't have faith. You know, oxygen is real regardless if you see it or not see it, it's real. You know, the wind is real because you see the trees moving, it's real. Someone opens up a door and you'll feel the breeze, it's real. You may not choose to accept that it exists or it's real, but it's real. But it's your free will to understand, accept nothing or, or, or not and uh it's like me i mean i'm not trying to convince anyone of anything i just share my experience i share what i've what i know to be my truth and it might fit somebody it might not fit other people and i accept people for who they are and what they believe i have no judgment of overburdening that is not my place to judge anyone but what i do know is that you have a choice to either accept it or discard it that's your choice
3: it's free will,
1: you know, uh, but we all have it. That's my
3: belief, but that's my belief.
0: There's there's a quote from A Course in Miracles that sums it up. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Therein lies the peace of God.
1: It goes it, it goes back to faith you know everything goes back to faith you know do you believe or not believe there are angels behind me right now some people may not believe that but i know that there's angels around us we all do you may not believe that i believe that i believe to be i, I believe that to be my truth that's the only reason why I'm still here today. Had my angels not been around me, surrounding me, I would be gone already. And I believe that. That's my belief. That's my faith. And for, for 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 other people, it's gonna be different. You know. But I accept my truth, I accept my understanding, I accept what God has given me and give me the privilege to experience. I accept that. I accept it with without any kind of law, well, you know what? I'll accept this, but I'm not going to accept that. no, I accept it. I accept the complete package and, and but that that's my faith, and where everybody is going to be different,
2: you know hmm.
0: So. Let's, let's go into another, maybe another subject, you, you said you had a daughter, and you must have went through a lot of steps in education or, or going through life with, with a family, what, is, what are your most important factors in what you want to give to your family? What are your gifts to your family that are most important to you?
1: My gifts to my family is faith, uh, honoring God, my creator, and uh, understanding that we are here for something bigger than ourselves. And I'm just, you know, being the example of what it looks like to be obedient. Uh, Because there's many people that they're not obedient to what they're supposed to, what they're given. You know, and and again, it's a privilege. I'm in a very privileged position with everything that God has given me, everything that he's still going to give me. It's a privilege. I'm earning it. And, and life is about earning because nothing is given for free so if something starts to expose to yourself um that's because you've earned it along the way and, and for us to discard it that's doing giving that's doing him a disservice so it, it's it's faith being obedient and, and living our, our purpose that that's that's uh th- this is another reason why i wrote my book it's for my lineage also, for them to understand and say, oh my God, this is my, what my grandfather went through, this is what he did. I can see how deep his faith his faith was here, you know? And, and that, that's what I'm trying to leave, a, a legacy of obedience, a legacy of faith, and what you can accomplish if you continue following your gifts, your talents, and pursuing your life's purpose. That is what I, That that is what I, um, I'm looking for my
2: living for my family. That's beautiful.
0: Would you like to, sh- you shared one example with that machine that was so helpful and then turned out to be helpful for many more people. First it was for your daughter, right? And then it became something for many, many, many young people. So that's very fascinating. So have you do you have some more examples? I mean, you have the book out now, and you you have that feeling that the book is also moving people and helping people to answer the call. And so would you like to share some more of those examples of where you noticed that what was coming from through you for was for someone or for for more than one someone and reached a lot of people and helped them
1: i was gonna launch that uh seven years ago but because of uh our uh, because of the tariff for that we went into aluminum and steel with the previous administration, I wasn't able to launch it and then COVID hit. And I'm actually in the process of launching it now. And, uh, several, I I've let several kids use it and practice on it. And it's just so impactful. Um, but, uh, but again, I mean, our gifts on our talents are meant to change the lives of other people. Our gifts and our talents and our life's purpose is not for self. It's for other people. We are here to serve. So anything that we are meant, everything, anything that's given to us, we're meant to share that. That includes me being a real estate agent. That includes me being an inventor with the batting machine. That includes the book. That includes me being on stage and on podcasts. I am here to serve. Some it's children. Some are adults. Some are our elderly people. But what I, what the gifts and talents and the purpose that God gave me, he gave me those to serve and that's what
3: I'm
2: doing. So another question is,
0: is a little different. When you have this idea that you're there to serve, there's people who have that idea without associating it with, with the, the experience of God or faith, they just have this trust that they have a purpose and that they're there to serve, right? Is there? Have you met people who have a, a different re, um, way of, of believing that it, their purpose is to serve and that have been impactful in your life?
1: innovators and creators those are their gifts and that's how they're impactful the phone the mouse the computer the car those are all gifts talents and purposes so everything around us is that but sadly a lot of people discard those ideas they discard the innovation they discard these the, these ways of serving the community and mankind because they're, it, it's fear, they're, they're scared, they, they think they're not significant uh, and uh, things of that nature, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's all around us. So, you know, so
3: the, yeah, so the answer is definitely yes.
2: I think it's a very beautiful thing that we can
0: appreciate how everyone is able to serve right and walk each other home uh, without exception and i think that's that's really important and and like you said this this topic of not actually serving because of all these thoughts of I can't do it, it's too much or it's too difficult or it's too insignificant or it doesn't have meaning and so on. Yeah, that's important that we talk about it, right? Because we do have that that training in in thinking that way. And then there's the other area of training is to think you can do anything, right? You can make it, you can do anything. And even that, you you often discover there's there's things where you thought it would be a lot easier or or it would be different or whatever right and then you encounter these snags and these turns in life where you need to discover another way now one of the uh, of course the miracles came about through this idea there needs to be another way because these the author the the authors through whom it came right the, the ones who wrote it got it from in their understanding from jesus but they they were in a situation where there was a lot of infighting and then they they had this idea that there must be another way and then the, this started to open up and this the whole book came about so it's all about walking each other home and and accepting that there is another way
3: There,
1: as long as the goal doesn't change, the plan can change, but if the change is, is a, because of doubt, that means there's a lack of faith because some things are not meant to be understood. They are only meant to be believed in. So sometimes you might do something and it might not work out, but then you are told, try that again. You have a choice to not try it and fight it saying, you know what? I already tried it. It didn't work. Or you could be obedient and listen. To the advice and guidance of the one that who knows, and, and I think that's that's that. A lot of people lack faith, and a lot of people lack obedience. Uh, they lack discipline, and it, it, it could be a very dangerous thing because that will prevent you and sub, sabotage you from doing things that you're meant to do, that are being called to do and uh being guided to do it's a very thin line but again that's where your faith comes in and uh but sometimes people question it and that only exposes the lack of faith of the individual some people know of god but they don't know god some people go to church every sunday but still don't know the creator. Some people do good deeds for a particular reason, not for a genuine reason, a pure reason. So we have to be careful as far as what we listen to, because just as God spoke to me and God gives me certain things, There's been a flip side to that too. The flip side has been that the enemy told me to commit suicide, but I didn't listen to that. The enemy told me that you're not good enough. I didn't listen to that. The enemy stated that uh, you're never gonna achieve this. That is too hard. No one's in your family has ever done that. But that is not God, nor is that the Holy Spirit. So we have to be careful what and who we listen to. Because what we cannot do is do the same thing that happened as the beginning of creation, which is the original sin. Or surely you're not gonna die if you bite that apple. We have to be very, very careful and we need to have discernment as far as what we listen to. Because we are all surrounded by the light and surrounded by the dark. And in due time, it will be known if you follow the light or you follow the darkness. Because the actions will dictate whether they were good and pure or they were evil and dark, is those actions. So for me, I have to pray every day, multiple times a day. I don't call myself religious but i am a follower of god and i'm a follower of my creator and i know he guides me when i do go to church because i'm catholic or is raised catholic but i am more spiritual than i am religious but i do believe that he calls me into church sometimes to cleanse myself of the overwhelming negative energy that might be on me or around me so i i've called in to cleanse in there i've gone in there and i've seen some of the well i've seen miracles in church that other people do not see because they're not given that privilege to see and again we have to be very careful of what and who we let lead us and guide us because that could be a very dangerous thing
2: yeah and
3: of
0: course in miracles terms it speaks of you need to choose whether you listen to the holy spirit or to ego and the ego is a made-up voice it's a construct of of all these ideas of separation so like the idea of you need to kill yourself or whatever else right which would stop you from being able to fill your fulfill your function right your special function so there's there's a lot of things that go into that but anyways henry you raised your hand did you want to say something Then go ahead
4: um i'm i've been listening to the uh Broadcast the podcast for the whole time, and um, I thank you. I, I thought I was going to run out of battery space. I plugged into another position and I listened to the rest of it. Georg, um, George, um, this this what you what you have uh, been talking about is Christianity and. Uh, a Course of Miracles is not Christianity, and it, it is a different it is a different system of ideas. And it, it's been interesting to uh, get such a interesting contrast with with the way I think and the way you think. But I'm I'm glad to have uh, listened, and um, I'm glad to uh, have you uh, be the person that you are and trying to help change this world I I thank you for that
1: thank you thank you for those uh those kind words I I really appreciate you for saying that Uh, and like I said I mean I I don't take credit for the things that I'm saying I like I said I pray a lot every day and I ask God to put the things in my heart to use me as his vessel you know to reach the people that I'm meant to reach I don't want it ever to be about me. You know, I don't claim to know
4: religion
1: or all religions. I don't, I've never ever would claim that, you know, but he uses us for certain tasks and he gives us a certain understanding and whether it makes sense to us or not, that is his message. I mean, some things that I say sometimes I'm like, if I think logically, I'm like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But it's not about making sense to me because I'm asking him to use me as a vessel. I am asking him to use me to reach the people that he wants to reach. Take me out of the equation. You know? So, like I said, I mean, my faith is so strong. We are here to serve and we are here to make things better, to be compassionate, to love, not take and belittle, hurt, destroy, none of that. That's not what we're here for. And that's why we gotta be careful of what side we're on. I choose to be on the light. I choose to be with God, my creator, the creator that's where I choose to be at. And that's the corner that I want to be at. Because when I'm done here, and when I get to see him and go back with him, I want to be able to say, and be in front of him and say, I did everything that you asked me to do. And I used everything that you gave me. And everything that you exposed me to, I, I, I shared it. I didn't keep anything to myself because I was afraid of I was going to be ridiculed, or I was going to be whatever the case may be. That's not of my concern. My only concern is how he sees me today, before I was created, the day I was born, the journey now, and when I get to see him again, and when I go back with him. That's the only thing that concerns me. So I'm coming from the service, to be of service. That's what I'm here for.
2: So
0: we're coming to the point where we need to start wrapping up. So is there anything you I haven't asked or or something that you'd like to share that hasn't come up yet before i um before we end the recording?
1: I mean, I just want to reiterate that uh, we are all special in our own way. We have all been given a gift, a talent, and a life's purpose and our calling on our life. We all have that. But we've also been given free will. You will either accept it and embrace it or you're going to discard it and not listen to it. But either way, it's your choice. You know, so just ask yourself, Pray about it, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, however you you pray, ask it to expose itself to you. And what are you really here for? Ask yourself that in prayer. And, uh, but if you do that and you get the, uh, the privilege to see something, to hear something, get exposed to something, and you still choose to discard it, then that's you not listening. So, just understand that you are special, that you are here for something much bigger than you, and if it's it's if it's compassion, if it's love, and it's progression and giving good deeds and doing good things, then that's where you're supposed to be at. Anything dark and negative, stuff like that, that's not what you're supposed to be at.
3: yeah,
0: so thank you. and i I've, I certainly believe that you can choose again, even if you make the wrong choice, a choice that you feel was wrong or led to darkness, you can still choose the light again. So there's all, it's not like it's over with one time. You always have the choice. And I also see it as we are not, we are not judged as, as sinful but we're judged as innocent as whole and complete and because of that judgment is because of where we come from because of who created us and that's what we are reminded of and that's what gets us to follow our calling as well is to recognize the wholeness of who we are and who we all are and so we belong in this and we are are here to walk each other home as I as I termed it before. So thank you so much. Um, so you said George. I, I would have pronounced it Jorge because of the Spanish spelling. But, anyways, thank you so much for joining us here, being with us, letting us talk about this so important t- topic of choosing to follow that which we are here to do whatever that may be as and to recognize to discern between whether it's truly helpful or whether it's harmful and then to choose because of that choose the one that is truly helpful even if it means having faith in what appears to be unlogical at the point where you're hearing it or feeling it so blessings to you all. Thank you for joining. Please if you like this podcast and are fascinated by the conversations in it, please review it and share it with other people so that they can find it. And if you want to be a guest, please reach out to me. I'm always open to a loving message that is helpful because we are here to join and cherish each other. So thank you so much and blessings to you all.